Be inspired to learn, grow, evolve and rock life with Tynell and Dale Robin. This is Alternatescapes, brought to you by Uncut Media. Good evening and welcome to Alternatescapes. We are on episode 14. My name is... Season 3. Season 3. My name is Tyrone Null and as always, and you just heard her, we've got the beautiful Dale Robin in studio with us this evening. Hello, how's it? How's it? I've missed you. I've missed you too. Yeah. You know, one week break was enough for my wheels to fall off, I'm not going (laughs) to lie. So I did miss you, but I'm stoked about what's coming up in the new season. I think it's going to be amazing. Absolutely. Now to all of our regular listeners welcome back we are super pleased to have you back with us tonight and to all of our new listeners you've come to the right place we call it our weekly therapy session and be prepared to get inspired and rock life so as dales mentioned this week we're kicking off a new season of alternate scapes we will we're going to be discussing a whole range of different topics but we're starting off with relationship perspectives Yes. Perspectives. Perspectives. We're yeah. going to shift some perspectives on relationships. But we're also going to be covering the role that social media and digital plays in our lives and how we can use technology in a way that actually doesn't distract us from our lives because it tends to take us off of our paths at times, especially inner paths, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, we've also got a really cool show planned for, uh, well, about physical fitness and how you can use muscle-mind connection to reach those health and fitness goals. That sounds exciting. Yeah, so a couple of new angled topics All coming up. All my muscles are laid under about six inches of fat. So if we can find them, you will have achieved the impossible. <laughs> done, done. We're gonna, we, we will achieve that. Challenge accepted. Yes. So, as we said, this evening we're going to be chatting about relationships and shifting perspectives on relationships. Now, relationships are a mandatory mandatory element of life. Are they, though? Well, they have to be. No, they are. No, they are. Just being facetious, they are. They are most definitely. Dale's had a really rough week, so please excuse her her sinister uh, character tonight. No, I'm just doing what I was born to do, which is be the cynic. Yes. That's why you love me, and that's why I'm here. There we go. You play that role, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, relationships... It is something that needs attention in our life and it needs to be fulfilled and it does play part of our overall happiness levels. And I think the starting point is the relationships that we hold with ourselves. Um, Very important. 100%. And, you know, we're social creatures by nature and our mind's well-being really needs interaction with others to flourish. And no matter how rich or poor or uh, beautiful, or, or regardless of your age, race, and nationality, we all crave to be loved and cared for, mm. and that even applies to people who are very independent. You know, oh, for sure. You're, oh, for you're an independent sure. woman. You know what it's like. Sometimes you go into your independent. You know, no one's going to fuck with me. But yeah, then. I, I do. I do the thing. Like I always joke that if a vibrator could open a jar, I would never need a man. But I, it's it's just a lie. It really is just yeah. a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but relationships are meant to be a beautiful experience in life. But because we get so caught up in our soul, ourselves, our wants, our needs, values, and opinions, they can get messy at times. So. They're there to inspire and guide us and teach us lessons. It's just, I think, the perception that you hold of whatever relationships or connections that you have in your life that ultimately 
it determines how those lessons are going to be learned. I also feel like it's perceptions, but it's also expectations. And, you know, everyone goes into, I like I like to, I don't get it right most of the time, but I like to live by the no expectations, no disappointments mm, absolutely. rule. Absolutely. Um, but unfortunately, I think we all place expectations on people, whether it's family, whether it's friends, romantic relationships, we all place expectations. Mm, mm. And it would be very useful to to find out some tips and tricks on how not to. Yeah. Because essentially, if we remove expectations from people, mm. then we allow them to thrive. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And you give them the freedom to be who they want to be and make the decisions that they want to make in their lives. And it also then gives you the freedom to be who you want to be and make the decisions that you want for your life. For sure. So I feel like att attachments and expectations, those are two key things that play a role in how we form relationships in our lives. But first, we're going to get into some practice progress. Now, the previous weeks, and to all of our list, our new listeners, uh, we have a segment called Practice Progress, which just helps us get into a chilled vibe before we carry on with the show. And tonight, I've got a piece from Tony Robbins on gratitude. So we're going to get into the energy of feeling grateful, grateful. for life. The reason we use gratitude, by the way, is the two emotions that mess us up most is anger and fear. And you know, you can't be grateful and angry simultaneously. It's the antidote. Put both your hands on your heart and physically breathe deep into your heart. And as you're breathing deep in your heart, feel the strength of your heart. Feel the power of your heart. Feel the beauty of your heart. What are you proud or grateful that your heart has guided you to do or to give or to feel or to enjoy. And feel the strength of your heart, breathe into it, feel the blood flow, the oxygen. And feel grateful for your heart first. Because think about it, you didn't have to earn this heart. It was given to you. You didn't have to prove your value or your worth. You didn't enough to accomplish anything. Something loved you enough to give you the gift of life. And as long as its heart is beating, you have that gift and you live. And you don't have to think about it. What a gift. So as you breathe in your heart, feeling your powerful heart, I want you just for a moment, we're going to think of three, but just think first of one event in your life, one experience, one moment that you could feel so grateful for if you wanted to. A magic moment a sacred moment, a sexy moment, a beautiful moment, a loving moment, any moment that really you could feel grateful for if you wanted to right now. And then step into that memory for a minute. Like step in your body as if you were there. See what you would have saw then as if you're there or hear what you'd hear back then or breathe the way you were breathing back then. And if you fill up with that sense of gratitude for that moment, how do you smile when you feel so grateful or so thankful? What's the look in your eyes? How do you breathe? What's the look in your face when you feel really, really grateful? And just fill it up, fill up with gratitude. You can't be fearful and angry simultaneously. So fill up with the gratitude. And now think of a second moment you could feel truly grateful for. And again, breathe deep in your heart, feel that power. Just think of any other moment. It could be from your childhood or adulthood. It could be last week, it could be today, it could be 10 years ago. Any moment that you could just truly feel like that was grace, that was 
magical. That was beautiful. That that's magnificent. Something that gives you the feeling of tremendous gratitude. If you really focused on it, breathe it, feel it, enjoy it, fill up with the gratitude. Then finally think of a third moment you could feel truly grateful for. Step in it, see it, feel it, be there. Feel the gratitude. What were you so grateful for? What are you grateful for? And then maybe throw one extra one in. Think of a coincidence. You know, we all love when life happens for us, not to us. We love coincidences because we didn't do anything. Something happened for us. You were going to do one thing and you met somebody that you developed a partnership with or became a friend or a lover or the love of your life or maybe a business opportunity came from a coincidence or an insight came from a coincidence that's been so valuable in your life, something you're grateful for. What's a coincidence that led to something you're so grateful for? And feel the gratitude for that. And was it a coincidence or were you guided? Hmm. Now, as you breathe in your heart, you've been doing this for about two minutes. Keep breathing. Keep feeling it, feeling grateful. Let's use this state to solve the problem state. So the easy way to do that is, is keep breathing in your heart, stay out of your head, in your heart. And think of that situation that's unfinished business that stressed you out in the past. But keep breathing this beautiful state and ask yourself this question. Ask yourself, all I need to focus on in that situation, all I need to focus on, all I need to remember is what? Your heart knows. All I need to focus on, all I need to remember, all I need to do in that situation is what? Your heart knows the answer. All I need to focus on, all I need to remember, all I need to do is, and then your heart probably knows the answer. I've done this a million times. Not every one of you, but in normal room, I'd have some people say, raise your hand if you've got that answer. And 98, 99% of the people usually do, even with this simple technique. And you know what to do, what's next. Views and opinions expressed on this show are as a result of personal experience. Take what resonates and always follow your intuition. You are listening to Alternatescapes, brought to you by Uncut Media. And that was Hold On To Me by the beautiful Lauren Daigle. Sure. What a stunning song. In the field. And then also Tony Robbins bringing us to a place of complete gratitude mm. for life. I think we forget more often than not to just stop and realize what we're grateful for and tune into your heart space mm. listen to what your heart's saying and kind of like disconnect that mind you know that mind chatter it's it's the constant battle though isn't it between mm. the head and the heart yeah and you know the the heart is the feeling and the head is the logic yeah and sometimes they get misconstrued yeah. and you have to use them together ultimately to get what you want you do you do indeed so I haven't opened the WhatsApp line yet, but we're going to open that now. <laughs> so if you do want to chime in live into the studio, WhatsApp us on 0728707571. And this evening, we've got a little prize up for whoever, well, for some of you, well, whoever engages with us the it's most. an incentive. An incentive. <laughs> so um, Angie's Unique Designs has created a beautiful dream catcher. It's made out of a horseshoe. Uh, for luck. For luck, exactly. So if you engage with us tonight you may stand a chance to win this beautiful dream catch and catch all of those dreams that you you know experience 100 <laughs> percent, good and bad yes 
And uh, yeah, share your relationship experiences with us. And if you have any advice um, with regards to the challenges that we, that we may discuss tonight, feel free to share that advice with us. Um, you know, it's always good to, to share and learn from other people's experiences. Understanding the different relationships we form in our lives with people and the challenges that relationships present in our lives including the opposing perspectives and values that people hold, I think is important in evolving and growing, not just, you know, in our relationships with others, but also with ourselves. So whether it's family or friends, acquaintances, lovers, or an online relationship that you may have, or anything and everything in between, it can be challenging to find the right words to discuss different relationship roles and dynamics. So I've got five of the most common types of relationships that we're going to be discussing. And um, just to understand like the dynamics in these kinds of relationships, you know, we go through life connecting and experiencing relationships with many different people from different walks of life who each have their own unique purpose and journey to walk in life and every person we engage with we ultimately connect with and form some kind of relationship with so the journey towards a healthy happy relationship is never a straight line there are always twists and turns there are always new chapters to you know adventure into um, but at the end of the day, making the effort and the space to understand other people's perspectives will help you become more conscious in your own relationships. So it will help your connections feel more loved, more vital and more secure in you. And it will help your relationship achieve a new sense of inherent unity and wholeness. So in our desire to understand, manage or untangle our relationships, we need to view them through different lenses to connect the dots. And that's all the that's the perspective shift that we need to take. You know, there's not for me, there's nothing worse than getting into an argument with someone. And I mean, the first mistake is getting into an argument. But when you're trying to explain your point of view and that person doesn't take the time to actually, you know, acknowledge, not even, they don't necessarily have to understand or accept or it. Or agree. Yeah. That's the kicker for me is that, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. And But when people don't validate your perspective or don't validate your feelings, that's when things escalate. Yeah. So it's a case of taking a step back, taking a deep breath and going, I'm trying to see it the way you would potentially see it. And it's a really hard thing to do because I think every single one of us view the world so differently to the other person that it's it's difficult to stay i mean i struggle to do it all the time to put yeah. myself in somebody else's shoes yeah yeah but it, it really does help and it does help to deepen the connection with uh, you know the people in your lives so the five different types of relationships are the most common types and funny enough only one of them is like a positive relationship that I've pulled out here. And there's more positivity to come later on in the show. But one of the, the relationships or types of relationships that I've had to deal with in the past is that competitive slash controlling kind of relationship. Yes. You know, so that's the jockeying for power about whose way is better, who wins the argument, whose expectations and standards do we follow, you know, whose career is more important. I'm guilty of that. 
And so am I. I'm happy to admit that I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I I feel like there's a certain sense of maturity that comes as you progress through these relationships because you actually learn what works and what doesn't work. Um, Constant growth. I mean, I've been labeled by my friends in the past as a serial dater because I would jump (laughs) from one partner to the next partner. But that has also equipped me with some very valuable life skills and lessons. For sure. And everybody that you meet is going to teach you something absolutely good or bad absolutely so the competitive or controlling kinds of relationships the underlying dynamics in those relationships is that you have two strong personalities battling for control self-esteem based on winning being in charge and often there are rigid ideas regarding how best to do things about the criteria for success or what makes a good life mm. and that can cause a lot of tension especially if the two partners or two friends don't see each other's perspectives mm. Mm-hmm. Because it's my way or the highway kind of vibes. Again, guilty of. <laughs> Very much so. Do you think there's a, there's, you know, because I've been in a relationship where I, I've had the sense of being right and I know that I'm right. But then the other person also has a sense of being right, but they're wrong. <laughs> but are <laughs> you know? they wrong factually or are they wrong in your opinion? Um, factually. Yeah. But then they don't see it. Yeah. But yeah. they will st- they will stand their ground and fight that fight to the end. Mm. I've never been in one of those per se. Um, but I and it goes back to perspectives where my priority levels are very different to other people's. Mm. And and funny enough, a lot of other people have got different priority levels to me. And then there's been that butting of heads of you know oh well I'm right because this should be priority and no you're right because this should be priority. And it actually just ends up being a vicious circle mm. because I'm not somebody who backs down. Yeah. For love or money. Mm. I have learned, as you say, as you grow older, I've learned to fight my battles and choose my battles. Yeah. And the battles that I can see are not going to get won. Even if I know that I'm still right, I'll go, okay, you know what? I'm wrong. Because mm. it's just easier than the alternative. Yeah. And it's exactly. not ideal. It's not ideal, nor is it right. Mm. But it's easier. Yeah. Got you. Got you. The other, the other type of relationship is the active or the passive relationship. So one partner is essentially in charge and does most of the heavy lifting in the relationship. <laughs> Singing the song of my people. <laughs> while the other one just goes along with the flow. And there's also nothing wrong with that. But while some of these start out as competitive relationships with one conceding, more often there's an imbalance that starts to form. So then the one person actually starts feeling like they're doing all their heavy lifting and then starts getting defensive or apathy about it and the person being passive becomes super codependent Mm. that right there is the Mm. majority of my relationships Mm. is that is that the person who has witnessed and acknowledged that you are a heavy lifter yeah and is quite happy to sit back and let you continue to do that Uh. And then it becomes, oh, but you overbearing and oh, but you overshadow me and oh, but you do all of these things. When meanwhile, if you got up off your ass and did something, it wouldn't be the case. You can see Dale's going to get fired up tonight. I, I'm, I'm sensing this. I'm sensing free. this. Me and my new clothes. Okay, we're going to get fired. And, and Dale's been fired up from the moment I walked into the studio this evening. So it's going to be a very interesting episode. I prefer myself when I'm feisty, okay? Uh, me too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so in these passive relationships, there generally there are fewer arguments. And though occasionally the active person will become resentful for carrying that load or not getting enough appreciation. They explode or act out but then feel bad and go back to the same role so it's like it becomes this repetitive circle once again yeah. a vicious circle yeah exactly and then the other one is the aggressive 
slash accommodating two kind of opposites there but here the power difference is not based on the caretaking but on raw power you know when you feel like someone's taking your power we've yes. chatted about this in previous episodes i feel like this is where that comes into play so one partner is clearly in charge and the other accommodates less out of passivity and more out of fear so while the intimidating partner will easily blow up there is little real conflict because the other partner just steps back but there is emotional abuse and sometimes physical abuse that happens in those instances. I feel like you're literally describing my life. <laughs> this episode's all for you. I've had one of every one so far, at least. You know what? I, I feel like you have to almost go through, well, I mean, lots of people meet their high school sweethearts and grow uh, up and get married and all the uh, rest of it. But in my case, I've definitely had at least one of these 100%. in my life. Um, so the dynamics of that relationship is that the intimidating partner is clearly a bully who has anger management issues. And uh, let me rephrase anger management issues as past life trauma or previous trauma in Better their life narrative. you know yes. he may or he or she may have grown up in a home with an abusive parent and learned to identify with that parent underneath there may be high anxiety that translates into extreme control yeah. or simply a character disorder that translates into narcissism you know yeah and then the other one is the disconnected mm. parallel lives kind of vibes so there's little to no arguing but also very little connection so they go on autopilots with both having their own routines the relationship seems stale and have very little in common so it's more like being roommates rather mm -hmm. than take that box too <laughs> rather than lovers and this is specifically around the lover relationship as well so the the relationship you could almost define as being boring stale little tentious and a uh, little tension and courteous coldness yeah um, and we you know i discussed previously this week as well that that you know i've been accused plenty times in my life of being over passionate about things but the opposite of passion is apathy mm. and there is nothing colder in the world than being apathetic and just not feeling anything mm. at all. And in those relationships, that's usually you'll find there is a cycle. It starts off as one of the aggressive accommodating and mm. ends up being this disconnected yeah. ap apathetic way of being because it's just easier and that's when you get exactly that's when you get your armor up it's like when you put build those walls that's up it. and nothing that the other person does triggers anything it doesn't trigger no any emotion. compassion emotion nothing and that's a dangerous place to be in Very because dangerous. i feel like that drains a lot of energy from yeah. from you and a negative space to be in as well mm. Mm, yeah, absolutely sure. and then the other one is the accepting the balance the positive one the one that i like yes. the couple is then able to work together as a team you know it's like couples who gym together stay together oh kind my of goodness <laughs> yeah yeah okay and they complement each other you know when you meet these couples and they almost look the same yeah. and they behave the same i feel like this is where that fits in <laughs> yeah for sure and they're a partnership it's yeah. not a it's not a codependent relationship it's not a i'm leading the blind leading the blind it's not based on anything other than cohabitation and partnership exactly mm. and recognizing each other's strengths and playing to those strengths and celebrating them mm. and not using them as as armor as, as as weapons yeah celebrating the strength of the person that you're with and, and going i know you're good at this so let me hone that and and, and encourage you yeah. rather than bring you down because it's what's the word i'm looking for it's uh demeaning no. yes yeah. and 
Threatening. 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 Yes, yes. And we're going to get into that threatening behavior later on in the show. Uh, but first, we've got, and I'm sure many of you guys know Brene Brown. She is a brilliant speaker and she speaks about the courage it takes to be vulnerable. And she paints a pretty nice picture about empathy and sympathy, which I'd love to play to you guys. <gasps> So what is empathy and why is it very different than sympathy? Empathy fuels connection. Sympathy drives disconnection. Empathy, it's very interesting. Teresa Wiseman is a nursing scholar who studied professions, very diverse professions where empathy is relevant and came up with four qualities of empathy. Perspective taking, the ability to take the perspective of another person or, or recognize their perspective as their truth. Staying out of judgment, not easy when you enjoy it as much as most of us do. (laughs) Recognizing emotion in other people and then communicating that. Empathy is feeling with people. And to me, I always think of empathy as this kind of sacred space when someone's kind of in a deep hole and they shout out from the bottom and they say, I'm stuck, it's dark, I'm overwhelmed. And then we look and we say, hey, climb down. I know what it's like down here, and you're not alone. Sympathy is, ooh, it's bad, uh huh. Uh, no, you want a sandwich? Um, empathy is a choice, and it's a vulnerable choice because in order to connect with you, I have to connect with something in myself that knows that feeling. Rarely, if ever, does an empathic response begin with at least. I had a, yeah. And we do it all the time. Because you know what? Someone just shared something with us that's incredibly painful, and we're trying to silver lining it. I don't think that's a verb, but I'm using it as one. We're trying to put the silver lining around it. So I had a miscarriage. At least you know you can get pregnant. I think my marriage is falling apart. At least you have a marriage. John's getting kicked out of school. At least Sarah is an A student. But one of the things we do sometimes in the face of very difficult conversations is we try to make things better. If I share something with you that's very difficult, I'd rather you say, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm just so glad you told me. Because the truth is, rarely can a response make something better. What makes something better is connection. Views and opinions expressed on this show are as a result of personal experience. Take what resonates and always follow your intuition. You are listening to Alternatescapes, brought to you by Uncut Media. And that was Kygo with Stargazing. Mm. And just before that, we had Brene Brown on Sympathy and Empathy. Very important to realize the difference, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, if you have any relationship advice for us in studio tonight, please do feel free to chime in on 072-870-7571. And you could stand a chance to win this beautiful dream catcher that I have right next to me. It's catching all my dreams as I speak. We've posted some pictures on Facebook. Go and check it out. It's fun. Sponsored by the wonderful Angie from Angie's Unique Designs. Yes. And um, she does gorgeous things. So you can win. 
there we go. And I believe Dave has some relationship advice Dave for us. Dave has some hysterical relationship advice, and I do just, I, I love him for it. So uh, Dave has many many pieces of advice. So he says, first get to know each other well, learn each other's likes and dislikes and notice the red flags at an Mm. early stage. You know, I have something to say about those red flags though, because sometimes you ignore them and there's Mm. reasons for that. Anyway, second, (laughs) always date with the intention to be committed. Now I have a thing to say about that too. So in other words, marriage or a lifelong partner. Yeah. Never date just to have fun. If you want to have fun, Go ice skating. <laughs> There's some things that you can't do while ice skating, Dave. Correct. You see, I, I, look, I think that's that's fantastic yeah. advice. However, I do have my own opinions on that. And I'm sure the kind of relationships that I'm looking for will come up later in the show. Mm. So your thoughts on Dave's relationship Well, advice. the red flags, I feel, definitely do play a role. I have been in relationships where those red flags have come up quite early on on in the stages of phases of the relationship and i've ignored them but then what has followed has been many lessons learned in the relationship you know um and then with regards to the the commitment i think absolutely in my 20s i went i got into relationships because i was having fun like i wasn't thinking long term which i suppose is part of the mistake that i made back then you know i wasn't thinking okay i'm going to settle down with this person and marry them i was just thinking oh i'm in a relationship let's have some fun yeah, but I also feel like they're different types of relationships and varying levels of relationships. You know, I've made it very clear and everybody in my circle knows I'm not the marrying type. I got married young. I was married mm. for a whole 18 months before I realized it wasn't for me. Mm. And I have made a decision to myself that unless he is stinking rich and about <laughs> to drop dead, I will never get married again. So so does that mean that I must now just never get into into anything with anybody because I don't like to look to the future, especially after what we've all dealt with in the last 24 months. Mm. You know, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. So I want to spend my time with somebody who enriches my life, mm. who who makes me happy. Mm. And if that happiness is going ice skating or hanging off the chandeliers or, you know, sitting in a movie house and it lasts four days, at least for four days, I was happy. Yeah. And that is the key, the happiness. And, and that's only you can decide whether that's you it. are happy or not. And, and I think that should, and that should be your signal whether you should stay in this relationship or not, or whether you should continue a friendship or not. You know, that that, that happiness is definitely a signal. signal. Mm. So why empathy and compassion can make or break a relationship? So we tend to think that the way we view the world is the way that the world really is. Like our perception and our opinions is what, you know, is the be all and end all. And when our partners or friends disagree with us, it's easy to think that they're the ones who are misinformed or have a distorted perception of reality. Mm-hmm. We were discussing this earlier. And how else could, but how else could they see things in, according to how you see things? Yeah. You know, they, they've, they've grown up in a completely different environment to you. They've experienced different challenges. They've had different people in their lives teaching them different things. You come from two completely different worlds Mm. um so but failing to understand that each individual is entitled to his or her own point of view is failing to appreciate what makes the other person who they really are so after all you both are two unique individuals with two unique backgrounds and life experiences that help form two unique perspectives and those perspectives is what should be respected and valued in a relationship and i feel like especially in arguments or where there's tension that's when you need to take that step back and be like okay hang on where is this person coming from like what 
what could that trauma have been that's it and encourage them to uh, to be vulnerable and open up and talk about it because then again there you are deepening your connection and you're also forming a, a trust and faith in each other and if you are on the other end of the scale you as the person with the reactive trauma need to be available to realize when somebody is saying to you I don't want to get into this with you. I want to hear where it's coming mm, from. Mm. And there have been multiple occasions in many of my relationships over the years where people have said that to me and I've just ignored them mm. because I don't, I'm not, I don't like to open up. I don't like to be vulnerable. Uh, I put a thing on Facebook yesterday, which, which caused some, some havoc and some <laughs> giggles where I said, I do this awesome thing where I bottle up everything and then lose my shit at the smallest inconvenience. Mm. And then everyone thinks I'm nuts. And it's the truth because yeah. I'm not an open person. But thanks to these sessions, I'm learning to do that. Yeah. And I'm, it, it all boils down to me to honesty and, and no one can truly see you unless you let them see you. Yeah, exactly. And that's about being real with yourself and with, with others. And yeah, learning not only to recognize, but to appreciate, you know, your partners or your friends perspective may be challenging, but with discipline, practice and maturity, you'll be more able to, you'll be able to find new ways of understanding their points of view. And by doing so, you will not only find that you can enrich your vision of reality, but you can also create a new level of intimacy in your relationships, whether it's romantic or not, you know? And I find that there is a, a, a severe amount of, and again, I'm not an intimate person. I'm not a cuddler. I'm not a romantic. I'm not any of those things, but there is by bearing your soul to another human being, there is immediately, we go back to the onion where <laughs> we talk about peeling away the layers yeah. and, and allowing somebody to get under those layers is for me, one of the highest forms of intimacy yeah. over and above anything else, because you are allowing them to see your secrets. Mm, mm, exactly. Mm. And relationships are an exchange. I mean, with anyone who comes into your life, there's an exchange of energy. Mm. And that's how I view it now. In the past, it used to be more 3D. My, my perception of view of relationships was more 3D. So it was more about what do you do for me and what do I do for you? Whereas now I see it as an exchange of energy. Like what do you and what do I bring from an energy perspective to the friendship, partnership, relationship, whatever it may be? And are you reciprocating that like is there balance is mm. there a fair exchange of energy happening because it goes back to all of our previous episodes where we tend to mirror the energy we're receiving yeah and that's i think why the divorce rate is so high and why mm. people struggle to stay in relationships is because we en we mirror the energy mm. that we receive mm. so if you are dealing with a trauma and your energy towards me is negative my energy is going to mirror the negativity mm. and i've got to be a strong enough person to not allow that to happen mm. but we are at the end of the day all just human beings and yeah. it takes a very enlightened human being to go i'm going to matrix this thing and put up a wall and not le and let your negative energy bounce off mm. so so it's something very tricky that you've got to kind of master mm. is that ability to not let people's negative trauma-based energy yeah. affect your energy exactly and then the other question is when tension does arise do you really take the time out to listen to what the other person is saying and when i say listen it's not just listening to their words because Hearing. there's a there's a there's a love language that happens and we all communicate in different ways we all communicate our perspectives and opinions in different ways and i know i'm guilty of this because sometimes i come across as too like 
I wouldn't say forceful, but like strong. And the words that I choose to use don't necessarily resonate with the other person in the way than what I'm trying to, Mm. you know, resonate with them. I'll share an experience about that if we have time. Do it. Um, Where, you know, I I talk for a living. It's what I do. Mm. And uh, I was accused recently of not listening. But I do listen, but sometimes I don't hear. Mm. And... It's because I'm so eager to get out the next thing that I have to say to prove, and this goes back to those previous relationship types, to prove that my point is correct and to to defend myself. I'm mm. so quick to defend myself that I don't hear mm. what is being said. Yeah. And it was a real eye-opening experience for me because nobody likes to be told your personality, you, you have problems with your personality. And it's it's kind of made me stop and go, okay, so maybe I need to talk less and listen more and when I listen, actually hear what is being mm, said. Yeah. And then take the time to process what I heard yeah. before I form an opinion, a defense, a comeback, and anything like that. Exactly. So it was a very valuable lesson exactly. to learn. Exactly. Mm. When you are conversing with someone and in your mind you're already formulating what your response is going to be, you're, you're not, not listening. listening. Yeah. yeah. You, you're not I hearing say, I learned what they that say. the hard way this week. And, yeah. and it, was a, it was a hard, horrible, nasty lesson to learn. But I'm very pleased that I did. Because it will only, if I manage to tame it, will only improve my relationships moving forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So rather than telling your partner that only, you know, a portion of their beliefs or their opinions or their values actually really matter and that you accept it, which ultimately adds further insult to injury, in especially in a case where there's tension and uh, especially to their sense of self, Focus on helping your partner step out of that pain or helping your friend step out of that pain. So if in the case where someone's being defensive, listen and take the time out to put yourself in their shoes. As you said, that's hard to do. But but what do you do in a situation where, and, and again, this is an ongoing battle in my life because I am a very defensive person. I have my own traumas that I deal with. You have a defensive person and I know saying versus is really confrontational, but it is Mm. defensive versus defensive. Mm. At what point do you have to make the decision to go, I'm not going to be defensive and fight everything that you know and all of your instincts to step back and go, we'll let them allow, we'll allow them to be defensive and my defenses will come later Mm. because that's dropping the wall and dropping the armor. Completely. And I I feel like that comes with maturity. It comes with Mm. going through those experiences and learning that it actually doesn't help the situation. So rather than seeing the conflict as a, an opportunity or potential for, you know, an outburst, rather see it as an opportunity to learn more about the other person, Mm. you know, understand, what that pain or what the trauma is and understand how you could potentially help them yeah you know and ask yourself like what are you seeing that i'm not seeing what have you experienced in your past that has led you to this belief or this behavior and how can you use it as an opportunity to get to know the other person better so when you become more receptive to your partner's perceptions there can also be a shift in the energy your partner will feel more understood and therefore feel safe and more secure since you're no longer challenging their beliefs or feelings and in that opens up a more clear communication channel so that when you know, those red flags start popping up, you can nip that in the butt. Yeah. You know, and also the by feeling like you are validated, you will open up more 
and by opening up more the vicious circle becomes a cycle of happiness and a cycle of understanding yeah so you basically still have your circle but it's not negative negative confrontational confrontational exactly exactly and there's nothing for me there's nothing worse than you know being in a situation a partnership a relationship a friendship that drains your energy and where you constantly have to defend yourself and battle things out and fight your way to the top there is no top to fight your way to you know that's one of the things that i learned was not to defend myself i don't i never feel the need to defend myself Mm. back in the day i did and i got that from my mom my mom's a feisty chick (laughs) and she would i mean she stood her ground but it didn't get her anywhere well that's the thing and that's what i'm learning is that i know the truth and people who are defensive are defending the truth because they want everyone else to know it. Mm. But I'm starting to learn that I know the truth and I'm not going to defend myself against that. Exactly. And if you want to call me names and you want to you know, make me out to be something that I'm not, I know that I'm not that. And mm. that's got to be good enough. And it comes back to mm. loving yourself. Mm. But I think it's important just very quickly for me to mention that it's important to realize because we are obviously always, everyone goes back to the romantic relationships. But it also boils down to these kind of relationships happen within a family unit mm. and happen within a friend unit. Mm. And as you say, it's it's you, you've got to realize that those same explanations happen within a family unit. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's so much more difficult to, to deal with if it's a family member mm. or if it's somebody like, because when you're not blood related, mm. kind of saying to somebody, well, okay, I'm done with your nonsense. Like off you go is a lot mm. easier. You can't divorce your parents. Yeah. I know you can, <laughs> but like it's a process, yeah. but you can't divorce your parents or you can't divorce your siblings. And, and I know they say blood is thicker than water, but it's, it's a very, very difficult, um, you know, it's a very difficult dynamic yeah. to be in, in a relationship with a mother or a father or a brother or an uncle where there's that toxicity. Yeah. And it's important to remember that all the advice we're giving you tonight, guys, it goes across the board. Yeah, 100%. Just on that note, when it comes to family um, and I suppose every other relationship and connection that we have, ultimately the decision for you to remain in a toxic relationship with whomever it may be is your decision to make. When I was a kid and uh, at the age of 19 when it was time for me to spread my wings and go out into the big wide world, I didn't speak to my family for quite a number of years after that because that was not something that I wanted in my life at that time. And it was easy for me to walk away from that. In knowing, deep down knowing that you know, time heals everything in mm. a way. And um, and now our relationship is fine and I'm strengthening my relationship with my family up here in Joburg. Yeah. My mom and I are on a good path, my brother and sister and all the rest of it. But I needed to take that step back mm. from the family For sure. to figure out who I am and what I'm about. You know, you can get lost in each other. Of course you can. And, and this goes back to, you know, we, we talk about, and there's been some very, very interesting uh, relationship advice coming through on the WhatsApp line, which yeah. we'll talk about after the next song break. But, you know, you say it's all about choices. Mm. But you get to that point where sometimes the choice is better the devil you know. Mm. And that was a situation I was in for many years, was what is my alternative? Mm. Right now, yes, it's not ideal. Yes, I don't like what's happening, but it's better than the alternative, mm. which is, oh my God, at 38 years old, I need to go back in the dating pool, which we all know how well that's worked out for me. <laughs> but but it's it's you, you say it's about choices, but sometimes those choices are really, really hard to make. Yeah. So don't make light of the choices no. because that is a hell of a... A hell of a push. I think I think taking a step back and seeing things from a higher perspective 
does help the situation because you tend to get you tend to get so caught up in your bubble that you don't see all the different choices that are available mm. to you and you kind of you you kind of get that attachment that you have towards your future and being a single woman later on mm. or a single guy in your future that attachment forms a sense of fear and insecurity within you and therefore you make decisions that aren't for your highest good but not just you society Mm. also dictates that, oh my God, you're a 38-year-old woman and you're single. Why haven't you got 2.5 kids in a Labrador? <laughs> Everyone else is married. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I deal with it in my own family. You're 38 yeah. years old. How come you don't live in a house and have a, a husband and why? You need to be looked after by somebody. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. So society dictates those choices as well. So the mm. fear base... The fear base comes from, oh my God, what's everyone going to think mm, of me? The judgment. The judgment. Exactly, exactly. And then, on top of that... Another catch-22 for you, because the cynic's on a freaking roll tonight, right? <laughs> the other catch-22 is you might not be able to see it, but the people around you can. At what point does everybody else's opinion and everybody else's advice and everybody else's care and empathy and worry about you start to cloud the choice that you make. Yes, that I completely understand. And that's why it's so necessary to take that time out and to tune into what you are feeling and how you're feeling about a situation. And black out everybody else's completely, white noise. Because completely. I've had so many situations where I've gone, this one's not good for you and that one's not the right thing for you. And I'm thinking... How do you know what's right for me? You mm. don't know me. Mm. You know me as Dale and the person who I am, but you don't live inside my head and my heart. Yeah. And it's it's hard to tune out the white noise mm. because you know it's coming from a place most of the time from people that really care exactly. about you. Now, we are getting some fantastic advice on the WhatsApp line. Love Thank it. you to everyone who is chiming in. And if you are just tuning in, we are deep into a conversation about relationships and perspectives on relationships. And if you do have advice for us, please chime in on 072-870-7571. And you could just win yourself, you may just win yourself a dream catcher by Angie's unique designs. It's so pretty and it's going to bring you luck. I've had one in my room for many, many years and it makes me happy there you go yes this is filled with dreams filled with dreams and then it gets rid of all the bad stuff there we it's go it's awesome and it is a horseshoe so it's extra lucky uh. okay so some of the advice coming through on the whatsapp line uh, very very intuitive people here tonight Cliff all the way in Cape Town says he must he wants to tell us to appreciate the ordinary mm. a long lasting relationship has far more mundane moments than exciting ones appreciate that because that's what matters mm. and I agree with, with Cliff to a point I think that when you get to that stage and it's something I mentioned in my comedy show where I say where you're able to quite comfortably brush your teeth while your partner's taking a dump next to you yeah. that kind of kills a little bit of the, of, of like the sexiness so, so mundane absolutely things like appreciating a walk in the park appreciating mm. watching a movie appreciating a hug absolutely. from behind whilst yeah. cooking dinner so good advice there from Cliff then this was fantastic advice that came through from Andre and it's it's long but you're going to listen okay, and you're going to listen carefully and hear the words okay check I've, I've been paying attention Andre says relationships involve a lot of choices a lot of deciding what you will give up and what you won't when it comes to figuring out what's best for the two of you as a whole there are lots of selfless choices and lots of selfish choices and the best relationships involve an even balance of both. But the one choice you should never have to make in a relationship is choosing between the love of your life and your own individual self. Preach. These two things do not and should not have to be mutually exclusive. They are not working against each other. When you find the right kind of love, your independence strengthens your relationship 
and your relationship strengthens your independence. I just got gooseies all over my body. It's not a choice. It's not a sacrifice. It's not the point in your life where you say goodbye to yourself and say hello to just being one half of a couple. Mm. When you found the right person, you'll know. You'll understand all of this to be true because the right person will be the person to make you feel like you're totally whole on your own without ever making you feel like you're alone. Mm. Unbelievable advice. Thank you for that, Your Andre. I appreciate gooseys. it. <laughs> gooseys, gooseys. I think Dale's got a little tear running down her. No, that's my eye drops because, you know, Captain Not So Jack Sparrow over here has an eye infection. Right. Yeah. Uh, that is beautiful advice. Thank you very much. Um, and I feel like that's exactly it. Like your the relationships, you know, have strengthening the relationship with yourself is step one into strengthening your relationship with others. Um, and absolutely. Absolutely, like the loves of your life, you'll feel that straight away. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, I, I don't think we have one love of our life. Absolutely you know, we not. may have one romantic love of our life that we commit to and stay with till death do us part. But I've had experiences where I've. I mean, I love everyone in my life mm. and that uh, they may not all necessarily be romantic relationships, but there's that love, that unconditional love. I mean, love my longest it. relationship is with my best friend. I mean, mm. Meryl and I have been best mates yeah. and business partners for 16 years. Yeah. That's the longest relationship I've ever had. And I love her with my life. I take a bullet for her. Mm. It's not a romantic relationship, but it is exactly that. And it's mm. like RuPaul says, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? If you don't love yourself. Or something to that effect. <laughs> I don't know. I watched it yesterday. But it, but it is that. And I think it's, it's again... I always do this where I refer back to our previous shows. Learning to appreciate, love, and mm. understand mm. yourself mm. is the most important key because you're not going to find somebody who is going to answer those questions for you. Yeah, exactly. Just circling back to something that we mentioned earlier around the judgments by other people. So I've experienced that quite a few times in my relationships and it actually it taught me to not publicly display my relationships, for instance, on social media as much as what I used to in my younger days. Yes, I've become a little bit more protective over my interpersonal relationships with people and my, even my friends sure. um, because I have been and I'm going to say the victim of other people's judgments because I didn't understand how to protect myself from that judgment. Yes. You know, it, it didn't exactly run off my back. And we get to get into this more with our social media talk because yeah. that's the biggest problem yeah. at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, something that came to mind when you mentioned that was, so when I was living in Durban, I was I just moved out of the house. I was still a young and, you know, I got my first professional corporate gig. And Big and important. Well, I felt big and important, but at the same time, I was not, I was struggling. It was a very challenging time of my life. Yes. And a client uh, at the company that I worked at, uh, him and I connected and it wasn't romantic. It was more of a mentorship that the connection, yes. you know, formed. Another very important type of relationship. Exactly. And what happened was is that he 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 took an interest in in me and in my life and cared about me and ended up um his business ended up offering me a bursary to study and that's wow. when i went to go study marketing and paid for my accommodation and some of my living expenses i moved up to joburg to study but the gay community mm -hmm saw this and didn't understand you know they judged it they were like oh you must be doing something to get this well it's so funny you said that because and i'm ashamed but that's exactly where my mind went yeah because that's what society mm. dictates here's a young professional good-looking gay man 
who has formed a connection with an older man, there yeah. has to be something else. Yeah, exactly. Straight, yeah. that's where your mind goes. Straight away. And maybe that's where my mind used to go when I was young and, and naive, you know, and also it did teach me that there is that side of society that is toxic and can play a toxic role in how you perceive your own relationships. Yeah. So it is very important to disregard that judgment. Yeah. Like don't care about what other people it's think. It's so hard to do guys, but you've got to, again, stop, take mm. a breath and go, is it worth listening to this stranger yeah. on TikTok or this person <laughs> who is judging you? Like I get told often, oh, you know, your posts are attention seeking and I go, no, my posts are me, these are my feelings, and mm. this is my personal Facebook. If you don't like it, yeah. there's the door. Yeah. And I've learned to not react to it now. I'm like, you can think whatever you want. Yeah. I, I just don't care what you think. Yeah. If you think so little of me, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. But that, that experience did teach me to guard my relationships and be a bit more private about, 100%. especially on social media, Even me. and especially in the gay community. Mm. Um, but the keys. I believe to a successful relationship with yourself and with others is number one, your own energy. You know, what is the energy that you are putting into the relationship? Is it an energy of insecurity, fear of loss, you know, or judgment? Abandonment. Abandonment. Or is it the energy of unconditional love? Like, look, if you're going to enter into any form of partnership or romantic relationship or into a connection with your family that you may have not have seen in a while, make sure there's love mm. like unconditional love yeah i think i think we need to just and we we've had this argument on the show before about the the process of unconditional love yeah and i think that we need to maybe potentially for the various listeners that have questioned us on this is potentially change the way we use that word mm. to be love without question mm. because or love without judgment because unconditional I also personally don't believe there is such a thing other than the kind of love you get from a dog. Um, you know, my dogs, I can yell and scream and shout at them and they'll still love me and I can be the biggest bitch in the world. They'll still love me. Whereas people don't do that because mm. no matter how much somebody loves you, at some point they're going to judge you or at some point they're going to come down on you or they're going to fight with you or they're going to tell you. And if you're able to love them through those challenges, 100%. is that not unconditional? I think it's love without judgment and mm. I think it's love without question. I okay. think that it's, it's so use the word, but just so that I can clarify, because I know like Dave on the WhatsApp line is of the same opinion yeah. as me. Uh, did not, we not change his mind last I'm time? I'm not saying it's not, it's not possible. I'm just saying that yeah. it's, it's, there's different ways. Unconditional is a very definite word. And I think that everything when it comes to emotions, there is an ebb and flow. Should we call it free love? Free love. There we go. But safe love, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other key is understanding perspectives. And we've discussed that quite a bit already. And then compassion towards yourself and others as well. Rece respecting yourself and others and trusting yourself and others. I think those are five important keys to a successful relationship with yourself and with the people in your life. And putting time into self-awareness before and throughout your relationships is important. Like take a moment before to think about, you know, how you feel, mm -hmm. how you feel about the person or about yourself. And um, that mindful practice helps to then strengthen the relationship you have with yourself ultimately. Mm. You know, it also allows you to discover that energies, the energies that enhance and balance you and each other, as well as those that drain and spark dysfunction. And again, I think it's very important that you have got to be pretty well-rounded in, you know, going back to what Andre said on, on the line, what what is... Your, what are your wants and needs? Mm. And are you able to succinctly and clearly explain that these are non-negotiable points mm. to 
complete you as a happy person. Mm. Um, you know, I have non plenty non-negotiable points. I have p- points that I compromise on. Mm. And I have points that if they had to disappear or go away, I wouldn't be devastated. Do you feel that those non-negotiables are part of them or maybe some of them have been formed over the years as a result of failed relationships or tension in previous relationships? Whereas now when someone comes into your life that pushes those buttons yeah. is maybe helping you release those non-negotiables because they're showing you a different side of a relationship. I've got two different types of non-negotiables. I've got my physical non-negotiables, which are things like, I will never give up my brand or my business. Mm. I don't care whether you want to move me to a yacht in the Cayman Islands, I'm not giving it up. Um, And I've got my my emotional non-negotiables, which is things like, you know, if you can't, ex- you know, silly things like if you can't accept my, that my dogs sleep in the bed, you and I are never going to work. Right. Um, you know, or or you can't accept that um, I am a people person and I entertain for a living. I've had relationships that have literally come down on me because mm. I'm that kind of person. Mm. So, you know, there's that wonderful saying that people love to say, which is like, I am who I am, take it or leave it. Mm. I don't believe in that. But I do believe that to a point you get to a stage where you are very secure in who you are. Yeah. And whilst I have plenty issues, and, and I mean, we t- talked about in the break, issues out the wazoo, I know who, and I'm going to use your own words here, you'll be so proud, at my core, who I am and what my values are. Yeah. And if you are going to come in and you are going to attempt to compromise those values, yeah. it's not going to work. And that's exactly it, is remaining true to your values not necessarily your beliefs and opinions. Yeah, no, my values. Your values. Yeah, so if you come in and I have a non-negotiable point and you are able to, and it's a point that has been formed from trauma, yes, I'm open mm. to the change. Or that belief. Will, or belief, mm. that will then become a compromisable point. Yeah. But um, don't come at me on my my non-negotiable, my physical non-negotiables. Yeah. And I'm, it does, it, it, it shortens the pool. It, it takes mm. the thousand million fish in the sea down to like five <laughs> fish, which is why I don't eat fish Look, anymore. there's... <laughs> <laughs> what fish no never mind no. <laughs> look there, there i believe that there is someone for everyone uh, if you know multiple people for everyone um that's a bit yeah and the thing is and, and this is something that that formed in my mind at a young age was that everyone comes into our lives for different reasons yes. to teach us different lessons to open up different perspectives on ourselves and and all the rest of it um and I, at one stage, I actually saw, I, I used to view people in my life as tools, <laughs> you know, like they, they tools, they come into your life and they, they, they equip you with the skills and abilities and knowledge and wisdom, because ultimately that's how we learn. We learn through each other. We learn through each other's connections. It's, her, it's a herd community. And yeah. how it has been since the, the early, early days is that if we were living only on an island, all on our own, surrounded by wolves, like Mowgli in the Jungle Book, we would act like wolves. Yeah. And and that's why exactly what you're going to tell us now is mm. so important. I love how you can see into the future. I know, I'm <laughs> So I came across this uh, little piece on Instagram and I read it to Dale earlier because uh, she was having a little rough time. And um, it's titled The Dark Truth About Soul Contracts. And I wouldn't say it's dark, but soul contracts are essentially fated souls that we encounter in our life. These connections can be good or bad. It just depends on the lessons 
lessons that you are here to learn in this lifetime. Some people are here to teach us how to stand up for ourselves by pushing us down. Some people are here to teach us how to be independent and strong by abandoning us when we need them most. And some people are here to teach us unconditional love by showing us how bad it feels to be loved under condition. Mm. It is up to you whether you are able to see the lessons through the pain as and as you know, lessons that are not learned will be repeated until you learn them. It is hard and your pain is 100% valid. Don't let that tear you down though. Be an alchemist. Turn your pain into passion. Now that hits the that hits a sweet spot for me, especially the point that's made around lessons are lessons that are not learned will be repeated mm. because I found that mm. in my relationships until I learned the lesson and then it's just kind of like it's that wonderful away. saying that goes the definition of insanity is repeating the same cycle over and over again and expecting different results yeah but on the same token as what that's saying there whilst you get those dark soul contracts you also get the people that come into your life and show you yeah. what it's like to be unconditionally there loved go. and uh, speaking of that I just have to lighten the mood just for a moment earlier in the show I mentioned my longest relationship is mm. not a romantic one it, it is with and I refer to her as my wife uh, my Meryl she's hysterical so she's been listening <laughs> but she came in on the tail end of the me not eating fish story. So she says, this is not the show she signed up for. And a lot of people in my life are tools, complete tools. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl, <laughs> you needed to be tuned in from the beginning, girl. <laughs> so but those are not the kind of tools we're talking about, guys. But I did need to lighten the moment there because these things can get super heavy. <laughs> Completely. So as we were saying, the starting point i think and we've covered this a couple of times in previous episodes is deepening that relationship with ourselves so if you are going through a challenging time in a relationship or a connection at the moment here are a couple of tips that you can try out and see how it makes you feel so when you wake up tomorrow morning make yourself aware immediately of how you're feeling so you know, take that moment, that mindful moment before you step out of bed and feel how you are feeling. Generally speaking, so in general terms, not just, you know, regarding specifics, but just in general. So put everything out of your mind and feel yourself and consider whether you feel good, stressed, no energy, depressed, overwhelmed, and so on. Then just keep doing what you naturally do, but be mindful of what you're doing between that moment and when you head out into your into your morning routine. So pay, pay attention to how each of the things that you are doing shifts you into a better place or energetically drives you further from where you need to be physically or mentally. You'll feel that as an emotion. It'll come through as a sense of maybe anxiety or a sense of calm and peace and love. Mm. And then consider the specifics. So... Are you feeling I need to feel calmer? But instead, what I just said to my partner is spiking my stress. So if you um, encounter or, or encounter a connection during your day and, and you've now established, okay, this is how I'm currently feeling and I've just had this engagement with someone. How did I feel pre and post engagement, basically? And then look at the immediate effects and the longer range effects into the day. So that used to be my, my worst was having an argument with a partner first thing in the morning and then my entire day just messed up. You know, and I would have tension in all the conversations that I had with people. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that because I hold on to things. And it goes back again to previous shows where choosing to change your narrative. And then you hold on for things for too long and then it just spirals completely out of control. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that plays that plays key that plays a role into the connections or the engagements that you have with the various people you encounter during your day. So if you feel like your day's ending on a note of tension and anxiety, tomorrow morning, wake up, feel yourself between the moments of engagement, feel yourself before and after, and then start to recognize the kind of conversations that you are having with those people. Um, I found and with, was with a client of mine um, that I, I immediately pinpointed how I felt after engaging over the phone with them. And it used to build up so much tension in, inside mm. me. I, I felt almost like aggravated mm. by the conversations. Mm. So what happened was I, when the phone would ring, I'd see the client's name come up and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to approach this differently now. I'm yeah. going to completely calm myself and have, and, and be quiet, get out of the defensive mode, for instance. Yes. And then I felt myself after the conversation and it didn't feel the As tension bad. and the anxiety and all the rest of it that yeah. came with it. So that's one way to do it. Um, and then for those of you who have a little bit more time, just get outdoors like if you're going to have a conversation with someone and you have and let's say it's in your house and that's generally where the tension sparks remove yourself from that environment so go for a walk in the park or you know down the road and discuss what needs to be discussed mm. so you change your environment you change the scenery which also then helps change the energy and shift the energy so that's another way to kind of handle those kind of conflicts mm. Um, and then music. Music always uplifts my spirits when I need that when I need it. 100%. And um, or it can make me feel really sad and and help me get over breakups and. Yeah, but it's it's not about the the, the sadness is a, is a part of it, and it's it's all the healing process. And music has an incredible way of of you know, kind of saying what you can't say or saying what you're feeling mm. and but because it's a song mm. you just kind of resonate with it and you go with it and, and so it goes yeah. i've always believed that there are massive therapeutic uh things about music i mean Absolutely. i have my angry angry music and i have an angry angry playlist and yeah. when i'm cross i drive and i turn it up very loud and i always feel better afterwards yeah. um i have my i can't sleep at night and want to cry music and i put on you mm. know all of my sad music and i listen to it but i always feel better afterwards yeah. have you ever tried putting music on while you're having a little fight yeah yeah well i mean you know it's you know it's so it's so different because everybody kind of argues in different ways mm. and um i think that that yeah something i've never really thought of actually yeah I wonder if it would work. We should try it out. That'll should be homework. <laughs> we'll have a fight and we'll test it out and let you guys know. So for those of you who've just joined, uh, we are discussing relationships and how they impact our lives, how we feel in them, how do you avoid tension, how do you evoke good energy in relationships. And here are seven recurring signs that there may be bad energy in your relationship so we all have our own energy and we're all connected by that energy and when we're in whatever kind of relationship we share our energy with that person and the more intimate the relationship the more intense that energy exchange yeah. is so when there's bad or negative energy you might feel like your energy is being sucked by the other person almost like an energy vampire and in terms of a relationship you may actually feel emotionally drained mm. and that already in its own right just that feeling signals hey there's work that needs to happen here something's not right so one of the signs is that you keep feeling doubtful over your partner's loyalty 
So when you when someone begins to have doubts in a relationship can lead to the feeling of anxiety and that energy that anxiety that energy it manifests in the relationship i've done that self-sabotaging talk to myself before and it has actually manifested into reality as Mm. a result like i'm a big self-sabotager i've done it in every single one of my relationships and it's manifested in different ways throughout Mm. those relationships but um you know my, my famous one is the you know i I'm a, you know, I, I don't feel confident within myself. Mm. So then I take that out of my partner. Um, and, and the list goes on. But I'm very happy to admit that self-sabotage is something that I do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, again, we... I've learned from my previous relationships to nip that in the butt mm-hmm. because I've seen it manifest in different ways and you kind you end up pushing your partner away. In the end, you need to do what's right for you and if um, there is a sense of uh, distrust, you need to address that with your partner. You know, mm-hmm. be open about it. Um, but I mean, we can go into a whole conversation about that, but let's not On do that own, tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other point is you get easily irritated when you're around them for too long. And again, I've also had that experience mm, where you constantly like feel annoyed by everything that they do and everything that they say. And suddenly their chewing becomes a problem. And the, the... Oh, look, anyone's chewing is a problem no, to okay, me. That's, <laughs> that's also fair. But um, I, I've experienced that as well, which is why I'm convinced that I'm not meant to cohabitate with anybody because right. for any length of time, I, I need to, you need, you need that time. And it goes back to what we spoke about earlier in the show with co-independence mm. and, and dependent being codependent. You need to be able to have your own thing that you do and yeah. kind of meet back in the middle exactly yeah. i almost see it as like imagine two circles right so the two circles are the two individual people and when they come together there's a small overlap of those spheres exactly and that small overlap is the part of your life that you share with that person but you still have your own identity That's you still have your own life yeah um i think that that is key there and you know like these signs that we're talking about now it doesn't mean that your relationship is on the rocks it doesn't mean that you need to end it. it doesn't mean that it's not it going to work. work it just needs to and be vulnerability exactly 100%. exactly the other one is you shut down when you don't get your way and that i almost see it as a as childish behavior mm. because you know if you don't get your way you go and have a sulk about I it i used to be terrible a terrible same. sulker yeah yeah same and ultimately what you end up doing is putting up a barrier between you and your partner or your friend and it's a gets you nowhere and the barrier can't be penetrated and i used to be so so set on the sulks that it would be a case of three or four days ago by a silent treatment and then eventually all you're doing is creating unhappiness for yourself Mm. because if you allow the person to kind of come to you and say listen i realize that you're defensive right now and i realize that you're unhappy but i'm here and i'm willing to listen Mm. um i used to go well not interested and i've learned over time Mm. that you need to not be that person. Exactly. You have to, you need to take, if you you want them to listen to you, you got to be willing to listen to them. And the other thing is uh, you get personal during fights. Now that's one thing. I, I almost feel like when people get, too personal during fights it's as if they've got ammo and they've got it and they're using that ammo against you to knock you down and that again also doesn't it actually does way more damage to the relationship and to the trust vibes in a relationship as well um you know we are all who we are because of how we have been raised and how Mm. the experiences that we've had in our lives and no one 
can tell me or take me personally on because I know what my experiences have been. Um, if you're going to get personal with me during a fight, it just shows me that you have a lot of growing up to do. Mm. And the problem is it becomes a mudslinging match. So, mm. you know, my personality type, you come at me, I'm going to come at you. Yeah. And it's a terrible thing. And yeah. it's a terrible thing to do. And I, I wish that I could, and I am learning to kind of not do that. But if you are going to attack me, I'm going to attack back. Mm. As opposed to what we said was a good way of handling it, just taking a deep breath mm. and taking a step back and going, okay, hold on. Don't come back with that same kind of behavior because yeah. it's it's just then again the vicious circle. Be the bigger person. Take a step back yeah. and and you know listen. You know, make it non-personal. That's it. Yeah, reach in and. It's just difficult to take something that is personal as something as personal as a relationship, uh, whether again whether it be with a family member. With you know, like I've recently gone through what can only be described as a trauma within my family unit, where something was done i did something that was taken personally when actually there was no thought process to the other person at all mm. i know i'm being vague but i i'm doing mm. that on purpose so so i did something and and this person took it very personally and subsequently there's been this massive disconnect in my family unit which has then filtered down into every other aspect yeah. of my life yeah and it's been so difficult to deal with and and you know people who don't understand the circle friends and and, and other family members have gone Oh, well just handle it like this and i'm going you don't understand <laughs> yeah so so it's it's very difficult to to not be personal when it's a personal relationship yeah. but you've got to try you've absolutely got to try. absolutely yeah. and you you hit the nail on the head there with it watering Ooh. down into other areas of your life you know it, it was the worst thing as i said before having a fight before heading out to work and then your entire work day is impacted the, the the way that you carry yourself with other people and engage with other people is impacted you spend hours barking off at a friend about the fight that you've had with your partner and ultimately that energy is also then being, being drained from yeah. you and everyone else around you and it just exacerbates the entire situation from from start to finish mm. so you need to really as i say i think it all comes down to that core take a step back yeah 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 and take a breath the other thing is uh when you pri prioritize your needs over the needs of the relationship so i think first and foremost is understanding what your needs are but then also understanding what your partner's needs are or what your friend's needs are uh, and and being that being in an, in an environment of giving and receiving that energy that fair energy exchange but it goes back also to that wonderful advice that came through from andre where he says it's it's about what is good for you what is good for your partner and what is good for the relationship mm. there are three interleading things here interlocking mm. elements here it's not just about you and yeah. it's not just about me and it's not just about the relationship mm. it's about all three yeah yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, we tend to get selfish in that regard, you know, with our ways, the highway. 100%. It's our way or the highway? Or the highway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's like ACDC's highway to hell. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. That was just me and my music reference. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. And you and your partner have no problem airing out your issues for everyone to hear. That's a pet, pet hate of mine is when a partner decides to take me on in front of other people yeah because it kind of because i don't do that i no. don't like having conflict especially in front of other people just in general i don't like conflict but if you're going to pick a fight with me in front of other people i'm going to shut, down, shut completely, down completely and it's just going to end up being worse and also you make those other people that are listening in on the fight feel uncomfortable mm. which is not good mm. so that's an indication of uh, bad energy that needs fixing and then 
you feel unhappy. Yeah. You know, if you feel unhappy, do something about it. You need to take a step back. You need to have those deep, hard conversations with the person and uh, understand what it is that's making you feel unhappy. Is it yourself? Is it the other person's actions, their values, their beliefs? Maybe are they not seeing your point of view? Are you seeing their point of view? Are you putting too much energy into the relationship? Or is mm -hmm. it the other way around? Whatever it may be. Like if you feel unhappy, you need to take a step back and decide what to do for yourself. I think that's important. So how do you, as we said, it's the self-love. Because if you love yourself, you and, and it's like if your glass is full, you're able to share that with other people. So if you love yourself, you're able to share that love with someone else in RuPaul's, you know, in RuPaul's words, yeah. words. So the and we've discussed this many times on the show as well as prioritizing that quality time with yourself is so important. And I feel especially in a relationship, I've been in relationships where we've been glued to each other's hips. It's very unhealthy. And you know what it is, is that when you initially meet that person, or whether it's a romantic or a romantic partner or a friend there's so much to discover about them mm. you know it's exciting it's new and it's fresh and then when you end up doing everything together and spending all your time together you get to know all their quirks and all the little adventure and magical things about them but then it can start drying out that's it, because, it does and it does it's happened yeah. to me before especially and it's important that's where those two spheres come into play you know it's important to still have your own time to still go and do whatever it is that you know the hobbies that you want to pursue or or projects or whatever but um that prioritizing your quality time with yourself is very important you know it's i always used to laugh and there's the that you know everyone talks about absence makes the heart grow fonder but you know it is that case of you know i remember a, a boyfriend many many years ago saying to me um well will you miss me and i said to him well how am i going to miss you if you don't go away <laughs> you know <laughs> and it was a nasty thing to say at the time but it was the truth it was yeah. you know this person was in my space constantly 24 hours a day and if i wanted to go and do something they wanted to be with me and if i wanted to read my book they wanted to know what i was reading and it became very very codependent mm. and and, and I feel like the relationships that I have had, few and far between, where I was left primarily to my own devices, when I was brought back together in my unit, those moments were magic. Yeah. Because I had missed the person and yeah. I wanted to tell them about my week. You know, it's, and it goes back also, we're going to talk about this, I know, relatively soon, about this, this connectedness that we always have to everybody. You know, when we were growing up, it was, you wanted to speak to somebody, you picked up a landline and you phoned them mm. and then they were out of contact the rest of the day. Yeah. And nobody panicked. Yeah. Nobody texted 24 hours a day. Nobody was constantly, you weren't yeah. always connected. Yeah. If my phone rang in my household after eight o'clock at night, all hell broke loose. And, and these days we are so connected all the time that there's never a chance to take a breather. Yeah. Because you're always online. We, we, it's almost like we are becoming conditioned to be codependent off of each other all and the available time. all yeah. the time. Like where are the days where when you were dealing with something shitty in your life, you dealt with it, mm. you know, in your own space, mm. in your own mind, mm. with your own heart. Because you had to. You because you had to. You couldn't had no just choice. pick up WhatsApp and send a message or you couldn't mm. just go onto onto YouTube and search TED Talks. You had yeah. to actually physically just deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I view relationships and again it's bringing it back to the relationship that we have with ourselves because if you want affection and um, TLC in a relationship for instance 
do you give that to yourself? Do you shower yourself with affection? Do you compliment yourself? Do you, you know, do you have those affirmations where you say, I freaking love you to yourself in the mirror, mm. you know, because we don't do that. It goes back to that thing we discussed in previous episodes about, you know, when you talk to yourself, be kind. Mm. Don't beat on yourself because mm. you're then going to allow everyone else to beat on you as well. Exactly. Because yeah. the person who you're engaging with is going to be a mirror of what's going on inside you. Yeah. So that's where the cultivating love from within is so important. You know, your source of love is inside you. It's not inside anyone else. Other people can enhance that feeling, but ultimately your source of love and happiness comes from within you. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you reach a point where you are completely comfortable being in your own space for hours on end and, uh, you know, not relying on other people to make you feel happy or joyful, that's when you know, okay, cool, I've cultivated it. Because, I, I mean, I had to go through those stages of learning how to cultivate love from within myself. Mm. And and that plays a huge role into how your relationships turn out in the end. Um, because if you are putting, subconsciously putting that pressure on the other person to make you feel loved, it's almost like that neediness, mm. you know, that, that, manifests in the relationship in and it can manifest as tension or whatever you resentment know, resentment mm. Mm. um so so that is also important is cultivating that love from within and then also showering yourself with affection this the same affection that you want to receive from others very important and then stop trying to change the other person you know instead ask how can you change yourself and that is also it's uh, something that I've experienced and you and I had a discussion earlier on as well where we sometimes feel it also may be a subconscious thing that we do where you feel that you need to help the other person, mm -hmm. you know, and by helping them, you mean you need to help change them to become better versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, that's not our responsibility. Yeah. You know, our responsibility is to work on ourselves and to live our lives and add value to other people's lives but there's no forcing change and there's no you can encourage people to see things from a different perspective yeah and guide them along their journey but if they don't take that guidance that's a very good narrative change because you know we mentioned as well that you know i i dated someone for a while whose attitude was you know this is who i am take it or leave it yeah and i don't believe that because I believe that as human beings we are constantly evolving and we are constantly growing and I'm a very different person now to who I was last year and who mm. I was four years ago and who I was five years ago so I do believe that who you are changes but I like the change of narrative there which is mm. you can guide yeah. and you can inspire yeah but you cannot force someone to change exactly yeah. exactly so be the change that you wish to experience mm. in a relationship or in mm. a friendship rather than trying to change the other person because yeah. it, it, it's a losing battle. See, I've been on both sides of that fence where I've had people come in and try to change who I am. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've taken the advice and I have changed and it's been for the better. Mm. Uh, you know, you always have that one friend or that one family member that's the voice of reason. Mm. Um, and then I've had relationships that have tried to change core intrinsic values that are, are mine that I will never change. Mm. And that for me is also a, a big sort of warning sign to yeah. say they, you know, I'm a firm believer that if you, if you are, you claim to, you profess to love somebody romantically, platonically, in, in any way, shape or form, if you claim to love somebody that you take them with the good and the bad. Mm. And if the bad outweighs the good, then there's an issue, mm. but you need to, love them enough and it goes back to your favorite word the unconditional love mm. that through the bad 
you will continue to, to exactly love. yeah exactly so i think it's also about as we said be the change you wish to experience in relationships and then you know become that person that drives that change in the relationship you take the steps to be the better version of yourself because ultimately your partner your energy is going to affect your partner's energy you're mm. going to inspire your partner in that way as well and you'll see that your relationship then molds around a different kind of energy yeah. rather than that energy of constantly wanting to fix them or change them or you know fight their views and opinions and and all the rest of it so um negotiation doesn't inspire people to shower us with love like it's it's uh, care Mm. inspires people to shower us with love compassion yeah. yeah absolutely empathy 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 that's right yes i was listening <laughs> so to end off tonight's episode the love you feel in relationships begins with you shift your energy to be an embodiment of love and others will naturally offer that love and affection back to you love yourself the way you want to be loved and you'll naturally attract that kind of affection in turn one of the quickest ways to shift your energy is by treating yourself exactly how you want to be treated by others again it comes down to that relationship with yourself, with yourself. remember your energy determines how people treat you so see that you are not a victim and nothing is out to get you. That's something that I needed to, that I had to realize in my journey because I felt like everyone was out to get me. But you can choose how to interpret life situations. You can choose to interpret them as bad, annoying, dreadful, or put a positive spin on it, which is what I like to do, and see what it's there to teach you. I believe life is filled with lessons and that excites me. That gets me excited. Like meeting someone new or going to have a new experience. I'm like, what adventure awaits around this next corner? So maybe it's there to teach you patience. Maybe it's there to teach you how to surrender. Maybe it's teaching you confidence and courage. Maybe it's teaching you to take action for yourself, for your own good. Mm. Or maybe it's simply just teaching you to accept things as they are and should just be everything happens for a reason that's dale's favorite I line that line <laughs> there is always something you can learn from your experiences you are not a victim you're not cursed life doesn't just happen against you but it happens for your own growth and transformation see everything as an opportunity to learn grow and evolve you know, and rock life. And rock life. Yeah, we've discussed this before on the show. And uh, as I say, it's, it's just, it is a very hard thing to, you know, life has a way of, of kicking us when we're down. And, but again, it goes back to the energies of, of if you're down, then life's going to kick you, and then you're going to be more down. Mm. And, then you're gonna, and it just goes again. I go back to my vicious circle. And I think you as an individual need to, and this is something I want to start working on, is m breaking that circle. Mm. You know, break the circle, start a new circle yeah. because life is so short and to spend so much time, you know, fighting with family and fighting with friends, friends and it's fighting a waste. with romance, romantic relationships mm. and fighting against clients and fighting with people for what? Yeah. What is the end result that you're going to get out of exactly. it? Exactly. And the yeah. more you fight, the more you're going to attract. Like you say, it's that cycle. Yeah. So break that cycle. And if you make those simple sh um, shifts in perspective in your life, you can change your life in unimaginable ways. Yeah. Um, the life's meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be filled with love and joy and happiness, you know? So homework for our listeners for next week is to take some time and deepen that relationship with yourself i feel like we've been doing that over the last few episodes Definitely. but now 
see it from the perspective of the relationship or the engagements that you have with the people around you. Sometimes I'll go to bed at night after you know going to an event or chatting to people and I think back to the conversations that I had or the energy that was in the room and I always that's a good way to become more self-aware you know you kind of step out of the the bubble and you see yourself in the situation how were you engaging how did you respond to mm. certain things and sometimes it's not nice to look at I know I've, yeah. I've done that a couple of times mm. where I've stepped out and looked at myself looking in and it's hard to do but it's yeah. necessary completely and you learn that's that's the process of becoming more self-aware because you learn you learn more about your defects you know you learn more about where you need to work what are those things that you need to work on in order to improve yourself in order mm. to learn and grow and evolve mm. so that's your homework for next week guys and now we have come to the dream catcher yeah. drum roll please <laughs> but before we do that one last piece of advice ah. and the reason i like this advice was because it was actually advice i gave somebody else and uh, dave has used it back on me and he said um as a friend to all my dear friends i only want you to be happy no matter what society may think of you i will support your decision as long as you are happy within yourself if you've had a bad relationship that's also fine because you will always have my shoulder to cry on i will tell you like dale has told me so many times before i told you so but despite saying i told you so i will still sit with you give you a big bear hug and every tell you that everything is going to be okay uh. so that goes back to loving without judgment it's unconditional love, Dave. Oh, You've hit Dave, the nail on the called. head. So we decided at the beginning of the show, a very, very kind sponsorship of the beautiful dream catcher from Angie's Unique Designs. Angie, thank you so much for sharing your craft with us. We were very, very chuffed to be able to give it away on today's show. And uh, we decided that the best piece of advice that would come through today would win it. And it was unanimous. We decided to give it to Andre this evening, who came through with that really, really great story about how there are lots of selfless choices and lots of selfish choices, but the best relationships involve an even balance so andre thank you so much we have got that gift on its way to you and uh, the studio managers are telling us that it is now time to uh, get going with the show so i'll hand back to ty there we go thank you to everyone who's tuned in tonight i am super excited about this next season next week we're going to be chatting about the role that social media and digital technology plays in our lives oh, and how to go about using it in a way that doesn't distract us and doesn't take away from our lives and, and how to that is positive exactly exactly you know we constantly are on our phones we're constantly engaging with people on social media like how do we protect our own energy how do we store or save our own energy in this technologically driven world that we live in tomorrow night we've got truth in dance uns best dance show in south africa international dance show actually yeah. international of, yeah. national local great talent so you can tune in tomorrow night live and online on uncut media at 5 p.m and then on thursday evening we've got after dark with dale and uli fish they're finally back for another run the dynamic duo is back and we've got some great bands coming in to join us in the studio as well uh, in preparation for strange sundays which is happening on easter sunday Ooh. next week uh, at rusty hook next week sunday at rusty hook i love rusty hook i love rusty hook yeah. uh Great bands, great vibes, great crafters. Come support local. Come and enjoy your Easter Sunday with us. If you're not crawling around in the garden looking for Easter eggs, we're going to have really, really cool things for you to do that day. There we go. And give us a follow and a shout out on social media. You can follow at Uncut Media ZA on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can also follow at Alternate underscore scapes on Instagram. And next up, we've got the wonderful Alder Velastri who has 
given us a beautiful reading I think is super fitting for tonight and you can follow him at Dumela Universe on Instagram and TikTok and he also does readings so you can get in touch for personal readings with him and we are going to be having him back on the show Can't to wait. do live readings in a couple of episodes we will keep you guys posted keep your eyes peeled on our social media pages but until next week we love you go out be beautiful and, and rock, rock life, life. Hello alternate scapers, welcome to Spirit News with Philastri and what a powerful reading we have this week with four out of five of the cards being major arcana cards. This is major soul changes, major soul expansion, major soul lessons learned. In the middle of the spread we have the nine of wands. This is you having worked hard, you have really worked hard, you've been putting in the time, You've been toiling diligently to allow yourself your truth, to allow yourself your existence. You've been spinning your wheels saying, when, when, when are things going to work out? When are things coming through? I've been doing the work and spirit saying, yes, do not worry. The energies are finally coming through to balance you, especially in this beautiful Aries season where it is part of the first house. Aries influences the first house. This is how we present ourselves to the world. This is how we, our personalities, what we offer the world. And you have been doing the beautiful works to come to your clarity. So you present yourself to the world in your truth. And the energies are showing this beautiful expansion now coming through for you. With the inner world, we see the justice. So in your spiritual realm, in your inner world, in your soul space, you have been doing the work to see yourself in your truth, to balance the scales, to make sure that that which is truly your truly honoring you is that which is within in order for you to receive it without your divine feminine and masculine energies are balanced you're simply receiving you and you are allowing yourself to receive the truth of you this is empowering you to let your light shine brightly this is empowering you to understand that you are the creator of your reality you are the creator of your everyday experience and you're no longer letting anybody displace you from your existence in the external world, this is causing a death and rebirth. This is Scorpio energy. This is you coming completely into the truth of you. You see, those who believe that this world is fixed and doesn't change, and your soul is always growing, your soul is evolving, but this world is fixed and doesn't change, they then have to go through a physical death in order for their soul to then go to a new reality, a new plane, start all over again, a new family, a whole new experience in order to learn new lessons. But you, beautiful listeners, have understood that this physical world changes in accordance to you that you have the power to change your reality you have the power to create your reality and now that you've completely centered within the truth of you you've all gone through a rebirth period now where now everything around you has changed has now evolved to honor the light of you which is why in relationships um, the connections aren't so attached anymore you don't feel so attached or so hooked or so manipulated um, the word family is not a good enough excuse for you now to um, displace yourself from love. Friends are not a good enough reason for you now to disallow yourself ease and love. You have simply released all those attachment cords. You will just feel empowered in your truth. And you're probably asking yourself, but why am I feeling so free? It's because you're completely reborn. You have allowed the physical to now alter to you. You have allowed the physical now to honor you. You do not need to leave this experience for you to 
your soul to evolve. Your soul is now free to evolve, free to learn, free to expand, free to grow, because now you're allowing the environment now to change for you, not the other way around. And this is powerful because you see it with the hangman at the basis. This means you're no longer suspending yourself. You're no longer postponing yourself. You're no longer displacing yourself. You're no longer sacrificing yourself for others. You're now simply within your truth, simply within your power. And you see it at the top of the strength card. This is you honoring your existence. This is you releasing conditioning, releasing the norm, releasing society, releasing how people have been telling you how to be. Stop. You're no longer the sheep now, just following the herd. You're now within your empowerment. You're now the great lion and lioness. You're now the great queen and king, god and goddess. You're now completely claiming your empowerment. And this is aligning you with your power, your existence. And we see it now the Ten of Pentacles at the bottom of the deck. This is ultimate stability, ultimate prosperity, ultimate relationships. This is you finally experiencing the world honoring you. You have always been the Ten of Pentacles. And the Ten of Pentacles is the highest... Um, in the standard tarot, it is the highest domination of the, t the pentacles. This is the maximum prosperity, maximum abundance, maximum stability, maximum uh, fulfillment within the truth of you, you see. And now that you're honoring the truth of you, you're finally on the path to your true existence. This is a powerful message for all of you. You have finally chosen you. You have finally chosen the truth of you. You have finally chosen to exist and you've taken all the steps to allow yourself to be within the truth of your existence. And now finally, you are living, you are on the path of you. And Spirit saying, trust us now, this abundance cometh. And in this beautiful airy season, now that you're presenting yourself in your truth, be prepared to be blessed, to be adorned with the riches, the love, the abundance of you. Mm. With love and light, take care. Be inspired to learn, grow, evolve and rock life with Tynell and Dale Robin. This is Alternate Scapes, brought to you by Uncut Media.